Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Start the clock. Thank you, Facebook. How are you? Okay. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. In the balcony. There's no balcony. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. What a revved up crowd we have, I'm sure. This is uh, because you've been watching the hearings. The January 6th here. No, just me? Okay. Well, uh, that's why I'm here, to watch things for you. Anyway, this is kind of a big thing. January 6th, remember that, when they tried to coup and the whole thing? Okay, so let me just sum it up for you. Like, if this was a game of Clue, it would be Captain Pumpkin in the White House with the remote. Okay, there's... uh, But... A lot of people thought it was going to be the same old news. Actually, there's a lot of new footage because there was a guy, a documentary filmmaker, who was embedded with the Proud Boys. A little note to the Proud Boys. Um, if you're going to commit treason, don't bring a film crew. That, I, I would say... <laughs> and, and we know now that, I mean, everybody told Trump that he lost the election. Hannity! They have texts from Sean Hannity saying to Trump, no more stolen election talk. Okay, that's proof that Trump knew that the calls were coming from inside your ass. (laughs) No, this... (laughs) They pretty much did lay it out pretty well. I gotta say that Trump was, first of all, fully aware that he lost the election, uh, but he still opted to just go with the lie that it was a big fraud and that he conspired to thwart the... uh, in, whenever. <laughs> I'm so angry about all of this. Uh, uh, Biden getting elected when he was fully rightly elected. I mean, if only someone, someone had been around to say that Trump was never going to concede the election. I don't see him leaving under any condition. Oh, I'm the guy who says he's not leaving even if he loses the election. People have been saying, I'm an alarmist and I'm crazy because I keep saying he's not going to leave. He's not going to leave even if he loses the election. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot more of those, but we didn't want to waste your time. Even Ivanka testified by videotape. Ivanka, (laughs) while the riot was going on, begged him to do something. Uh, but, of course, Donald Trump, one thing he's learned to tune out, it's Ivanka saying, Daddy, please stop. <laughs> oh, oh, little jokes. We make little jokes, please. <laughs> and listen to this, we found out. When they were, uh, the, the mob was chanting, Hang Mike Pence. Trump said, maybe our supporters have the right idea. Pence deserves it. Yes, he wanted to murder his vice president, which is completely normal in North Korea. (laughs) This is what I would call a smoking noose. (laughs) 
And, of course, Republicans have now mounted a, mounted a very, very aggressive defense to all this. Yes, yeah, so what? <laughs> That's what they have. Only, no refutations, only distractions. You know, you think what Trump was bad, what he did with his number two? <laughs> what about what Amber Heard did with her number two? You know, that's, that's, that's their whole... Fox News wouldn't even show it. They had their regular programming. They put it on Fox Business Network, because I think we could all agree this is a business story. <laughs> the Fox News website today had, you know what there was, the big thing was on it? Uh, Britney Spears. <laughs> One of her exes crashed her wedding. This is like if during Watergate, uh, the Washington Post ran a story about uh, Cher falling in the pool. <laughs> and yet Democrats are going to get their ass kicked in November. This is unbelievable. We had an election. Did anybody realize that? We had a mayor right here and then voted in our election. I'll tell you about it. Uh, in seven states... And, uh, you know, the Democrats are in big trouble because, I mean, they're even turning on their own people because of some, t- some of this far-left stuff. The, in San Francisco, can't get much more liberal than that. They threw out the DA, Chesa Boudin. Uh, they didn't like his campaign slogan, a homeless man shitting in every pot. <laughs> and, of course, you know, inflation. This is what people vote on. There was a headline in every website today, gas now $5 a gallon. And everyone in L.A. went, oh, finally, some good news. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and there's a new thing, shrinkflation. You know what this is? This is <laughs> they don't want to raise the price too much to alarm you, so they just don't give you as much. Of everything. They, they say if this continues, for, food portions in this country should be almost normal. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what's really alarming is that people have now spent all the free money from COVID. So, like Target, they have too much stock. They announced they're slashing their prices. Their new slogan is Walmart prices without Walmart people. <laughs> and. <laughs> shortages. People do not like shortages. Now they say there's going to be a tampax shortage. Okay, you're not going to be able to get an abortion. Can't buy a tampon. If you if you miss your period, just start hoard, hoarding baby formula right now. Oh, fuck it. You know what I was trying to say. All right, we got a great show. Josh Barrow and Kellyanne Conway are here. But first up, he is a professor of philosophy and Christian practice at New York's Union Theological Seminary. Dr. Cornell West is over here. Doc? Wow. You are so... All right. Give it, give it. That's it. Give it up. How are you? Great to get a reception like that from a man like you. Well, I appreciate it. It's been a it. long time. It's been too long. On you, my dear brother. We still here, though. Yeah. <laughs> we still here. A lot of good people gone. A lot of good people gone. A lot of very high quality folks are gone. Nobody. So we're celebrating being alive. All right. Absolutely. And we want to celebrate Barbara's Mary Knows. Mary Knows. Mary Knows 28 years. Yes. 28 years of high Margaret, quality she service. Our producers on this show. Absolutely. Yes. Indeed, indeed. Yes. But yes, we are still here. Now, what did you think of the hearings? I was just mentioning the hearings. What did you, the big story going on? What's your take? 
Well, you know, brother, I'm not surprised by evil or paralyzed by despair. And we're at such a low moment in the history of the country that we have to be unflinching in our attempt to recognize levels of corruption, organized hatred, institutionalized fear and hypocrisy, and at the same time straighten our backs up and be willing to bear witness to integrity, honesty, and decency. <laughs> so I don't... So I'm glad that they exposed, you know, lies and we, crimes and so forth. Criminality tends to go hand in hand with, with mendacity. But we shouldn't be overwhelmed by it. That's the, that's the fear I have of my fellow citizens and fellow human beings. You know what I mean? So we had an election here, and the, the person who got the most votes, it's a Democratic primary, but it's going to be a Democratic winner in the fall. Okay. Right. So right. it was this guy, Rick Caruso, white guy, uh, billionaire, uh, and Karen Bass. I know them both, like them both. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a black congressperson. Sure. He beat her by 30 points with black men. What's up with that? You know, it's hard to say, though, man. My dear brother, Mark Riley Thomas, who I love like a brother who's been mistreated in so many different ways, that when I saw what Caruso did in his ad, I had real critique of that. And so that I have a certain suspicion of certain politicians who come flying in from the top with billionaire money and think somehow they're going to be messianic in terms of dealing with the mess that sometimes they actually help cause. Now, I'm not saying that in his case, but if I looked a little deeper, I might see some connections. So in that sense... So he wasn't in politics before this. No, but I know, but that's what it is. As you know, I mean, the organized greed has such an impact on our electoral political system that it makes it so truncated. We got a choice between neo-fascists like Brother Trump or milquetoast neoliberals like Brother Biden. Wow. I'm so happy to make a world-shaking decision. You know what I mean? And you think of all the decent people in America, all the decent people in the country, how do we end up so humid with these mediocre folk at the top? I see Biden... (laughs) But I see Biden is down uh, with his... uh, Black folks, can I just read? I said I looked into this. Here's sure. some of the things he's done. Sure. Uh, pointed one of the most diverse cabinets in history. Um, first, of course, black and female vice president. Directed federal agencies on the first day to address the impacts of systemic racism. Extended the eviction moratorium that uh, disproportionately helped black families remain safe during COVID. Uh, executive order to improve educational opportunities for black people. Uh, barred the use of chokeholds. Uh, DOJ sued Georgia over discrimination, discriminatory voting laws. Uh, his cash relief program cut black child poverty by 40%. Beautiful. And Juneteenth is now a federal holiday and first black woman to the Supreme Court. No, no good? No, 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 no those, those are wonderful, given uh, but why the, do you the call constraints him milk toast, which, then? I mean, but he's milquetoast because but, he still is tied to Wall Street. He's got crimes of foreign policy that Saudi Arabia is mistreating the Yemenite folk, the Israeli crimes against the Palestinians he's not going to say a word about. And look, he's in town right now. We just had the People's Summit, as you know. I know. Right across from him, right? We had the Summit of the America. And what is he doing with Latin America? We are on the cutting edge of human rights. We USA in Latin America on the cutting edge of human rights with one... Do your white guy impression again. 
Here on the... <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, but all the precious brothers and sisters in Latin okay. America, we overthrowing Democratic parties, we in friendly terms with dictators. Let's just be honest and candid, and most importantly, don't... Yes, brother, let's be honest and candid and say we're living in the real world. We're you can't... Real nobody world. gets everything. Nobody gets everything. It's like... But you're, have some consistency. You're such an absolutist. Oh, I'm not at all. But you are. I mean, no, okay, so... No, not but really. But you're... Like you mentioned, he's talking to Saudi Arabia. I agree. You said reset the button. Yes, of course. They it's, committing it's, crimes it's against a, the president. It's a tremendous hypocrisy. He's a exactly. politician. That's but, what but, part of the gig is. Wait a second. Let me just yeah, finish. Okay. Yes, he doesn't want to invite the people to the to the Avenue of the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> you got New York City on your mind. City, uh, <laughs> the summit of the Americas. No harm in that. No harm in that. Uh, I live in Harlem. I live in because Harlem. he didn't invite Cuba and Nicaragua and Venezuela because they are led by dictators, which I agree is so silly because he's about to meet with Saudi Arabia. Because they have the gas, and, and the he's people got a gangster gas. from Brazil if, sitting with him, okay, meeting in private. But if, you, but if you don't get, if you don't get the people gas, and the people have a lot of gas already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't get the, they, they're going to lose badly, but they're going to lose even worse. It's just going to elect a Republican. So this is the world that we live in. Yes. People do have to make compromises, That's even true. good people. But no? there's a difference between, and you know, based on your wonderful Ivy League training at Cornell University. Prudential. <laughs> <laughs> the few colleges you have not taught Phronesis. Practical wisdom is yeah. not opportunistic judgment. Just like pragmatism is not opportunism. If you make wise judgments relative to constraints, principles can be compromised, but the principles are still retained. Once you have very little principles, it's all about power, all about manipulation, all about spectacle, all about image. That's very much what American politics is about these days in both parties. Spectacle, superficial. And so when you say, well, they're hypocrites, we got to allow for the hypocrisy. No, not at all, especially when you're blues men like you and I, because I know your sensibility in terms of how you <laughs> wrestle with catastrophe. When you're a blues man or a blues woman, what does that mean? You're going to tell the truth with style and a smile no matter what the consequences are and walk off and say, I, I hope to do better, try again, fail again, fail better like Samuel Beckett said. Right. Okay, I think I'm down with that. And you would agree with that? Yes, you would agree with that. But, uh, I mean, you mentioned Cornell, and, you know, you've started a few colleges. Um, and just, you, just, you're, just, just three. Just three, okay. Harvard, Yale, and Princeton. Pretty good ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you're at another one. Now I'm in a union. You're yeah, at the okay. seminary. You had right. a great, great, great seminary. Okay, and I, I loved what you wrote a couple of years, maybe a year ago, when you you said uh, Howard University had, had cut their classics department. Yeah. And you, yeah. you condemned that. And I thought that was great, because uh, it didn't... It, was anti-tribal. You know, you were, you were saying, we, we need the Western canon. Oh, we, of course. I mean, Diderot, Shakespeare, Dante, right. the greatest literary figure of the last 150 years. And, Chekhov and, himself. And right. it's hard to say good things right. about Russians these days, given that vicious attack on our precious Ukrainian brothers and sisters. Right. But Chekhov lives. Just like after Hitler, gangster that he was, Beethoven lives. Right. So that we have to be able to make those kind of distinctions. Very important. Very important. But you said there's a massive failing in our schooling. You said we're, oh. we're schooling, we're not g- giving education. That's right. I don't know if we're, we're even schooling. Uh, but, I mean, some of that, I mean, anti-racist dogma teaches things like that math can be racist, 
the yeah. things that they associate with whiteness. I'm not sure what that's exactly is, but like being on time. Do you agree with that stuff? Yeah, but you know, brother, you know me long enough to know that I am a fallible, finite, fallen follower of Jesus of Nazareth. And what that means is, is that spiritual and moral greatness have nothing to do with skin pigmentation, gender, sexual orientation, or national identity. It has to do with human beings making choices in the name of love and justice, not hatred and revenge. In the name of integrity, honesty, decency, and so forth. I mean, you know, I get in trouble by calling Trump a brother. How come you call brother Trump a brother? He's made in the image of God. He chooses to be a gangster. Right. He chooses to be. I was a gangster before I met Jesus, and now I'm a redeemed sinner with gangster proclivities. What meaning what? We're humans all the way down. Right. You could be an atheistic uh, brother right, and sisters. Okay. I'm going to love you anyway, so, whether you're right or wrong. But at the same time, you and I are honest and candid like in our disagreement. It sounds like you're making an argument against identity politics. Well, I, it's against identity saying, politics when it swerves from moral greatness and spiritual greatness and integrity, honesty, decency. Now, somebody like John Coltrane, he is as black as he can be in the most beautiful sense. But a love supreme ain't about just loving black people. It's loving everybody. Right. You see what I mean? I do. Absolutely. Stephen Sondheim, Jewish as he can be. His middle name is what? Joshua. One of the greatest musical geniuses before he died. But as he digs deep into his Jewishness, following Oscar Hammerstein, his mentor, where does he end up? Embracing all of us, listen to no more, and I act two of into the woods. He'll touch the depths of your soul in the same way Aretha will touch the depths of your soul when she sings respect. That's what quest for moral and spiritual greatness is about. That's little to do with just worldly success. Preacher. Yeah. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, <give> <laughs> all right, Dr. Cornell West, there's no one like him. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Hey. All right. He is the host of the weekly podcast, Very Serious, and author of the Very Serious newsletter on Substack. Josh Barrow is right over here. Barrow. I'll get it one of these days. I know. And she's the former senior counselor to President Trump and author of the New York Times bestselling book, Here's the Deal, a memoir, Kellyanne Conway. Very brave of you to come here on such a difficult week for you, right? I mean, we didn't plan this, right? You were booked for a long time. Right. Right. You're not supposed to be here on the week of the January 6th hearings. But I was here January 15th last year, nine days right. after January 6th. I know, but this has got to be I a tough a time for you because we're just we're having these hearings about the administration, which you still kind of defend. I don't know why, because, you know, I mean, one thing we found out from these hearings is that everybody told him he lost the election. Bill Barr said it was bullshit. His own daughter told him that. Hannity told him that. And you... And for book. a long time, you told him that. I told him that. But now, but he says you're lying, and you still kind of defend him. I don't, I don't understand that. Well, let's unpack a lot of what you said. First of all, January 6th was a terrible day in our nation's history. Nobody's okay. going to argue with that. I said it that well, day. But we're I arguing now about whether, how, 
how culpable Trump himself is. Right. Well, the but hearings... you seem to hesitate on that issue. Well, but, but guess what? They don't even have the balls to call Trump. They didn't subpoena Donald Trump, and they're not going to. The like same he way... would have showed up. Well, hold on. Subpoenas. Hold on, Bill. They didn't do it with Mueller. The breathless Mueller report, we went on for three years. That okay. was a big dud, as was the Mueller testimony. They impeached him twice and did not convict him in the Senate. They're like Lucy and Charlie Brown with the football every single time with him. Oh, the SDNY, that'll be the time that investigation goes away. But look, when it comes to January 6th, I will say now what I said on January 6th. Get out. What are you doing? Why did you breach the Capitol? There obviously was criminal activity that day, and that should be prosecuted. Okay, but let's just ask... But why is every day January 6th? Why, why does the okay. calendar say January 6th because, every single uh, okay. day to some well, people? Uh, because on that day, apparently, he asked for his vice president to be murdered. Now, how do you spin that? That's, 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 those are that, reports I've seen that people were well, saying that. And if people were threatening the life of the vice president, I'm sure there are great federal laws against that. But, Let's use them. Yes, but, sir. But, Trump gave that speech on the South Lawn where he said all those awful things about Mike Pence and urged that raucous crowd to, to go, go and on. hang him? Did, did no. he, what did he say? He mm -mm. said, fight like hell. Yeah. Right. He, okay. th it was entirely foreseeable right. that, that, that that crowd was going to behave in a violent manner. Fight like that's hell why, means... That's why you had Republican members of Congress... When the guys are uh, taking the field. That's why fight you had like Republican hell. members of Congress right. asking what we're going to do to, to, about these people who might come in and try to do something violent to us. Debbie Lesko, a conservative congresswoman from, from Arizona, was very concerned about right. that. And that's part, of, that's part of what's made the investigation feel a little bit abs absurd at certain places, because this happened right in front of us. We saw Trump do this on television on January 6th. And so it's like, yeah, now we have these reports that he said that he wanted Mike Pence, that, that it was cool with him if they hang Mike Pence. But he took these actions that clearly put the vice president in physical danger so after spending days well, okay, pressure, well, but let me ask pressuring a vice president to break the law. Practical question. This is a little new that he said Pence deserves it. Maybe our... I read that in reports, but I worked with them for five years straight. I know, you weren't I'm there one of the, then. Hold on. I'm what, oh, I had left this all my own This is testimony of people who were there then. Okay. Let's say we find, let's say there's a smoking gun tape like there is with the call to the Secretary of State of Georgia, where he said, I need to find 11,000 more votes. I need to find 11,000 more votes. Is that something that should prevent this man from ever running again or uh, saying he wants to hang his vice president? He didn't is, say he should he, to hang his vice president. Should he be able to run again I, for I president? That 17 times in the last five minutes. Hold on. That's what this is about. At least you admit it. At least you said the quiet part out loud. That these I, investigations I, I are about preventing him from ever running again. Should he? And, and should the he left not? should, they, hold on, they should just admit that. They should say, we have absolutely no man with a plan in the White House. We're paying $5 a gallon okay. for gasoline. Infant right. formula is nowhere. We're going to get to that Ukraine. part of it. Let's well, no, just stay me, with it. That's what happens every single day to Americans, though, Bill. It's a real concern. Okay, and it is, and we will get to that part of the show. But let's talk about that. what we're really mm -hmm. talking about now, which is Donald Trump. Now, Always talking about Donald Trump. He hasn't been president in a year and a half. Should he Trump, be Trump, able Trump. to run again, given that this also was not... Uh, ad hoc. This was a planned coup. This is something else that came out. This wasn't an act of passion, a crime of passion. This was premeditated. Well, he, I, had, he had this seven-point plan. I think that's why they focused so much in the hearing on trying to establish that he knew that he had lost the election, that all of these people had told him what you, what you told him, that he did not win this election, because 
they, they've all, in court filings, the committee has already suggested that they have sufficient evidence that, they, that, that Trump committed a specific crime, that he tried to obstruct an official proceeding by trying to get Mike Pence to act outside of his constitutional duties and authorities and decline to count the electoral votes that would have given Joe Biden the win in the election. They, they say that the Department of Justice could charge him for that. Um, and so that, you know, the, that case, I don't know that it's the most important thing for the public, whether Trump knew that he had lost or not, but that's important for establishing the crime in order to show that he, that he, that he acted corruptly. He has to have known that he was not entitled to the win that he was seeking to obtain through the vice president failing to count all of the electoral votes. So that would be the thing that DOJ could well, charge around if they were going to bring criminal charges. Right, but only if he believes that he lost. Well, that's, in other words, just the fact that's that a jury I said question. you're coming up short before the December 14th deadline. And other people were telling him, by the way, I wrote it in my book a long time ago. I said it a year and a half ago and not under oath. I said it. It's on page whatever. And it's in there. But on this matter, tell me why, Bill, even just today, Biden-Harris put out a big fundraising letter. They're trying to raise money off the January 6th committee hearings. Why? Why are the Democrats in the New York Times and elsewhere saying, we hope this will energize our base? Because they know that the, the base is demoralized. They've got disapproval okay, rates. I, I agree is. with when all that. important things happen, no, you try to gain no. advantage. That's a side. That's, Thank you for admitting it. But, but, that, again, but that's how a democracy works. And this is also raising money that. off of January 6th. Okay, but a, this is what you're good at. This is the side issue that's not really what we're talking about. Raising let's, money? No, let's, let's focus just for now on what the real issue is. Should Donald Trump, a man who did these crimes, be able to run again for president? Yes or no? Yes, unless you prosecute him with a Ye crime. Hold on. You're saying he did well, all this Well, this should crimes. be prosecuted as a that's crime. A, should but by it the not way, this is not, that's I, not what these I, hearings are. These hearings are not okay. a courtroom. If they want to prosecute him with a crime, they haven't. They're not even calling him as a witness. But well, they shouldn't he be? You don't, you, don't is, want, you don't want to rematch with Joe Biden okay. because you've seen all the polls that show Trump would beat him because Joe Biden's a terrible But this president. is a pre... Again, different issue. We'll get to it. it is this is issue. a precursor to what is apparently coming hopefully from the Justice Department, which is to charge him with these crimes. This is what the committee is doing. There's la they're laying out this case. Am I wrong about that? That's what the committee is, is doing. It's clear that they would like the Justice Department to charge it. Now, I don't, I don't know what the Justice Department is going to do. They're not supposed to talk about what they're thinking about doing before right. they bring an indictment. We saw with James Comey breaking that rule. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know whether they'll prosecute him or not. I mean, the difficulty, as Kellyanne points out, is that you have to, you have to convince a jury that he knew that he was not entitled to the thing that he was looking for. And it's always difficult with Donald Trump to demonstrate what his mental state was. He could believe anything, basically. But it's also, it's a question for a jury. They could, no. bring, they could bring the indictment and it would be up for but a jury. But we're nowhere near that. Just so we're clear, these hearings are not about that. They hired a Hollywood, they hired a, a news producer to make it a production. But they and that's that. okay. But let's not pretend that, that we're in a court. It doesn't mean it wasn't valid. That, that's the, the footage is the footage. Right. No, the footage mean, is how, appalling. How, I've said that for a year and a I, half. I know. But every but, day on my calendar, it doesn't say January 6th. People are trying to pay their mortgages, buy gas, okay. find infant <laughs> formula. Here we go again, spin doctor, back to the gas prices, which has nothing to do with this. It, it is still, spinning. It's got, it's it's got a, everything to do with people If I promise you... People are hurting. Okay, I know. But if I promise you one more time that we will get to talking about gas prices... Okay, and can I'm we talking skip, about January can we, 6th. Can we these hearings are this? not in a courtroom. Just, I don't want to mislead people who are watching thinking that somehow you're saying he committed crimes. If he, he committed did. crimes, then somebody will have to kidding? prosecute that. But that's not what these hearings are. Well, they are. They're, it's they're a fundraising tool. It's, it's a... It's a Yes, it's and a prime time precursor hearing. to the to the prosecution by the Justice Department. He also met in December with, I think it was Flynn and Giuliani and Sidney Powell, and talked about martial law and seizing the voting machines and rerunning the election. Yeah. Again, I mean, 
come on, you wore I write about this in my in my book that they let charlatan after supplicant right. so, after showman in front of the resolute desk at a time when the president should have been focused on a peaceful transfer of power and bragging about his four years of okay, real accomplishments so why should that we all missed. But, but why, uh, that should. Why are you so afraid of him beating Biden? I mean, because he's a criminal who doesn't abide by American democracy. That's why. Because he knows... He knows he lost the election. He doesn't care. I think he, he thinks tried. he won. Hey, Bill, he thinks he won the election. I disagree with you completely. I, well, I talked you know, to him. Neither one of us knows what's in his no, mind. No, no, he if, thinks if he won anything. the election. That is just uh, incorrect. He thinks he won the election. Maybe. I'm one of the few Well, that's even around. sadder. Again, it's this debate. Is he stupid or crazy? No, no, no. But he's We're missing... But to Josh's very important point, Bill, we're missing the condition precedent here. If the condition precedent is that everybody was telling him you came up short or that you lost... And and he doesn't believe okay. that. But but then why why would you want someone that delusional to be president Isn't again? You're just, there are who also doesn't other Republicans who could be the okay, he, he tried to get his, he, he tried to get all these people, all these institutions to overturn the election. He went to the Justice Department. He went to secretaries of state. He went to state legislatures. He went to the courts. It was laughed out of like fifty of them. He tried to get Mike Pence to do it. He talked about martial law, the army. He tried every possible way. You wore the red, white, and blue patriot uniform at the inauguration. Don't you believe in the country that this is subverting? Don't you, honestly? So, here's what I believe. You, you're you're down with all that? All that's okay no, with you? Bill, it's never been okay, and I wrote a whole book. I know, but how, then how can he be okay to run me. again? And I didn't wait for people to put me under oath to say it. I said it. You didn't I say it. I said it again, and yes, I did. You're not said saying what you times. need to say, which is Trump should never be no, president. No, no, you, you guys want that guarantee because, you know, the current president stinks. And don't tell me he's not the issue. No. If you were, if this is all true about Trump and a majority of America agrees with you, he'll never be president again. It sounds like you're worried. Well, no. Biden majority would love America. to run against I am worried because I don't trust the majority of America. Biden, Biden would even know who the hell he's running against. I'm very worried. Biden would love to run against Trump because, because this is all baggage for Trump. Hold there, on. There, it's, Biden, it is otherwise a very Biden's favorable playing field for Republicans. I mean, gas was two dollars a gallon. We had energy independence. We had Keystone Pipeline. That is a problem for Biden. Whoever he's running against, it was not in Ukraine. But when, when Kelly, come on, gas goes up and down. Oh, Democracy is five dollars a gallon is way up. I, I know. You don't but, need to be a gas, You don't that. see that as a more ephemeral issue than democracy. No, not not to people how we, who are hurting. Maybe not to rich people, but really to rich people. Hurting. people? Yes. Only poor, only rich people care about democracy. No, I just said no, no, no. You said maybe gas doesn't really matter. No, I didn't say that. I said it goes up and down. But democracy $5? is forever. That's an the important distinction. The inflation report today is a 40-year high. So oh, people, Christ. listen, the forgotten okay. man, forgotten woman, forgotten child is always my jam. They are hurting right now okay. under this economy. All and right. you have a White House that won't even acknowledge the problem, won't say, they're, gee, this, we know you're hurting. Okay. Give us a little well, bit of time to course since correct. Since you insist on talking about only this. Let's, no, but we let's, do, our little, let's do our little mid-show desk piece, but and then we'll get to this, because it's, it's only going to be Biden. about gas anyway. I mean, this, this is, I feel like I answered I'm, all your questions about January well, 6th, and I wrote about it in my book. Okay. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, summer travel season is upon us. Hard to believe it. Can we let the voters decide who the next president should be? Yeah, we will. We'll get to it. There you go. I'm all for that. That is democracy. As always, as I do at this time of year, I look up on uh, wiki travel because... uh... (laughs) 
people. There it is. And uh, it's, very, it's very revealing because they have travel tips for people going to every country, including people coming to this country. So I think it says a lot about what's going on in America. These are some real ones from Wiki Travel. Don't don't offer bribes to police officers. See, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you know, in some countries that's de rigueur. I mean, you, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, American coins do not display the numerical value on the coin. Again, good to know if you're traveling from another country. Uh, this is a real one from Wiki. Don't wear a T-shirt with the Confederate flag on. It. I mean. Some places it actually would be popular, but it just didn't. <laughs> Not here, thank God. Okay, so uh, would you like to hear some others that they? they oh, I knew you would. Uh, like, uh, here's a great tip. In America, it's considered rude to stare at people when they're masturbating on the subway. That's. Did you make that up? Uh, don't be offended if they spell your name wrong on your coffee cup. They can't spell the American names either. <laughs> In Los Angeles, that parking lot where everyone leaves their engine running is called a freeway. <laughs> uh, English is not the official language, but if you speak anything else, a white lady is going to yell at you. <laughs> Americans only use the metric system to buy drugs. That's a good tip. You should definitely keep that in mind. Oh, oh, here's a great tip. Housekeeping in upscale hotels will often leave a chocolate on your pillow. It has nothing to do with Amber Heard. Uh, it's considered inappropriate in America to strike other people's children, and believe me, you're going to want to. Uh, oh, great tip. Best Western and Best Western Plus are the same thing. <laughs> and in America, we call our fake housewives real housewives. <laughs> and the cities are filled with homeless tents. The government is broken. Everyone hates each other. But Americans will punch you if you don't agree. It's the greatest country in the world. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. What other issues are there? Other issues. Biden's, gas? Biden's bad approval rating on everything? <laughs> gas. Let's the talk about that, gas. No one's mentioned that so far tonight. Gas. I understand gas is high. No, yeah. We talked about January 6th, but gas okay. is high every day. And gas people is, are hurting. Okay. Okay, but... <laughs> okay, I'll give you but another But gas issue. goes up and down, doesn't it always? Yes, uh, it, but it's uh, way up. $5. It is way, yes, it is. And, Come on, and, the inflation yes, report is absolutely. at a 40-year high. People are Look, hurting. All right, I'll give you another I, I issue. Agree, I agree. Why inflation don't we have bad. Protection for, for, why don't we have protection for Supreme Court justices? Why did Chuck Schumer say, Kavanaugh, you will pay for this? this, this okay, no, that's down one on you. I will... I'm very concerned about that. They should all be protected, okay. though. That's, I will agree with you that... To me, it's, it's more of a case of media bias. Mm -hmm. Yes, if you hadn't seen the story, somebody came to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. Yes, two days and, ago. Okay, and I'm, I'm even with you on this one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, they stopped him, okay, but he was, he's from California, 
he could have been inspired His by... Uh, yeah, Chuck Schumer said some very inflammatory words. The kind of thing that people on the right say, and then there's a horrible shooting and they blame it. It, it right. is rather comparable. Right. And Chuck Schumer Scary. did walk it back. Nobody on the right ever does mm. that. He right. did. I saw this. No, he did. He said, look, we from Brooklyn, we speak too strongly. He said something about how... Oh, you know, uh, Brett, they were talking about Brett. This guy was upset that Brett Kavanaugh is going to overturn Roe versus Wade. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> interesting, upset about that he wasn't doing enough for gun control, and then shows up with guns to kill him. Exactly. So again, cuckoo people do cuckoo things. Okay. <laughs> the point is, I think your point, and I, the point I would agree with is. The New York Times buried this. Yeah, it was like this a tiny had been thing a, below the fold. If this had been a liberal Supreme Court justice that someone came to kill, it would, have been on the, it would have been on the front page. And that's what's so disappointing about a paper like the New York Times. Because they just wear their bias on their sleeves. And they, if it's not part of something that feeds our narrative... Fuck it. And there we are protests it. in front of Amy Coney Barrett's house where we all know there are seven children inside. There are protests in front of all the conservative justice or all the constitutionalist justices' homes. Listen, protesting is a part of democracy. It's our right. But when right. it turns deadly, when people are threatening justices' lives, I want to have, to have protection. Every single senator voted in favor of the actual protection, and it's stuck in the House. This is the kind of thing that drives America crazy when Washington can't do something as simple as pass the law that we should all well, agree with just to beef up their security. This is this is right on the merits they should pass this law. I, I, I think inflation is the number one thing people are focused on. I don't think this is a huge... You mean not January 6th? No, I, no, I, I think January 6th is important. I, I agree. It's not, it is not going to be a dominant issue in the election campaign. I agree that it's that's still too. important. It doesn't mean it shouldn't right. be. But I think, uh, as for, uh, I, you know, we also had Steve Scalise, the, the, uh, then oh. the Republican uh, majority was, four years was ago shot this week. four years ago at a baseball practice by a, by a politically yes. disgruntled man. Yes. I, I do worry about this, and I think it's related to the perception that a lot of Americans have where they, they, they don't think these institutions are legitimate anymore, and that creates the willingness that certain nutty people have to go and try to take, the, take matters into their own hands and shoot people. And I think, that's, I think it's a really worrying trend in our, in our politics. And I, and I agree, it's not, it's not so, solely limited to one side of the I'm aisle so, or the other. I'm so um, offended, though, that they say Ruth sent us. They, they say they're doing this on behalf of the late Justice the protesters, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The protesters are part of, quote, Ruth sent us. She would never would have condoned that of kind of violence. I agree. One of her best friends was Justice yeah. Antonin Scalia. Well, I don't think the protesters Look. condone the violence either. I mean, I'm not, which is not to say that the protests in front of people's homes are wise, but I wouldn't, conf I wouldn't conflate the protesters with this one guy who was trying to kill Brett Kavanaugh. Or the no. Bernie Sanders and, supporter and, who shot... If I can, or would not confl conflate them with him either. Maybe a feeble defense of Democrats a little bit here, but it looks like there is a backlash to this kind of stuff. There needs to be. It's bad. Yes, but I think it's going on, and we saw it this week with some of these elections. I mentioned it in the monologue. The DA in San Francisco, you know, they tossed him out, and they had tossed out the school board in San Francisco yes. about a year ago. Okay, that's San Francisco. Yeah. 61%. It wasn't a squeaker. 61% yes. voted to okay. recall him. But that's a good thing. That's a corrective yes. from the left. They're saying this stuff has gone too far because, again, I think January 6th is very, very important, and I think democracy is very important. But, yes, it's not the stuff that's close to home. Republicans appeal to people on the stuff closer to home. You're stepping in it. Human feces on the street. You're stepping in it. Yes, that's going to get people to vote. And the fact that gas, I know, very high. It's not just gas. Well, it's no, public it's, it's safety. A, right. And it's drugs. And, and this Budin. Well, I read mobile park homes are uh, the prices. I mean. Yeah, everything. Boy, when you're priced out of trailer living. <laughs> 
No, I mean, it's super hard. It's, it's not just gas. I mean, and, and the, the president likes to blame this on the war in Ukraine. And the war in Ukraine is part of what is driving the yes, price increase, part. but it is not, it, it's not the bulk of it. It's not all of it. Um, you, have the, you have the huge uh, fiscal response that we had to, to COVID. The government the, basically sent out too much money. Um, and it, it gave consumers so much money, they go out and they try to spend beyond what the actual productive capacity of the economy is. And the only thing that can happen then is that prices go up. I think the, the Federal Reserve didn't act quite quickly enough to, to realize that they need to take their foot off the gas, start putting it on the brake. They've corrected on that. And that's, you know, it's going to be ex quite expensive to get a mortgage for some time because of that. It's going to be a little painful. That will push inflation down. The public safety but, piece of this is really important, though, yes. because I think that's the classic case, Bill and Josh, of politicians telling you, don't believe what you see, believe what we say. And people will always go with what they see. They like to complain about what offends them, but they vote according to what affects them. And they see here in Los Angeles, they saw yes. in San Francisco, homelessness, larceny is up. Um, I think here for Karen Bass, a very well-respected African-American um, congresswoman of many years, who also served in the state legislature, to be kept under 40 percent by Rick Caruso, a billionaire, saying, I'm just going to go around the city council and declare homelessness an emergency and tackle it the way a business guy would. And he also said he's going to hire 11,000 more police officers. And I think two short years, less than two short years, after the defund the police movement didn't exactly pan out the way some people had planned, there's something to people rising up, even in these more, quote, liberal cities, well, and saying, enough. Let's talk about, I, I agree, people vote on safety. I mean, we saw it after 9-11. Yes. That was the big safety issue, terrorism. Then it was COVID. Mm -hmm. Whatever people feel, it's yes, human right. nature. I mean, you, now it's monkeypox. <laughs> even though that's bullshit, but they will get people ginned up about that. Okay. Well, it exists. But it exists, yes, but you're not going to get it. Well, I mean, I mean, if anyone's going to get it, it's probably me. Why? Because I'm a gay man. It's spreading among men who have sex. Who's with fucking men. a monkey? No, there's human-to-human -human transmission of it. What? There's human-to-human -human transmission of monkeypox. Okay, but it's not, it, it's it's not like a COVID-level problem, but no, it, it is a real problem. People shouldn't dismiss it, especially if they have particular risk for it. Okay, I'll start hoarding bananas tomorrow. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I can't. I can't do monkeypox. I can't. I mean, there's just too much else going on. I can't deal. A lot of them. I just can't get into monkeypox. But the, the safety one. Let's talk about that because I feel like I feel like the police. You know, I mean, we love the police. We can't live without the police. Shouldn't defund the police, although we might want to move around funds with the police. But I feel like since. 2020 and the riots, the George Floyd protests, they've had a case of, shall we call it, long blue flu? You know, we had long COVID. I feel like they've had that blue flu for quite you a while. Many of them have quit? Not, well, many have quit. They did, but also, it's just, harassed. look, police are and doing a thankless job, and they really like to be thanked for it. They really do. And until somebody, and I have a feeling I know who, this guy, who's going to police are our greatest friends and they're the greatest people in the world and they should do whatever they want to do. Gonna, that guy is going to come along. That and, guy is just always nesting in all of your brains. It's what nesting? Of, he's not gone and he's going to run again. He's also not the president. He's not the mayor of, of Los But he Angeles. could he's not be because you won't. But, but look, let me just let me say this about the police. I think that folks want to. That's why Joe Biden is even saying, I'm not for defunding the police. We have to defend and fund our police. 
Look, people do want our law enforcement to be more deeply respected and more generously resourced. That includes the military, veterans, police, and I'm not here to disparage them. I think that they run towards the violence when the rest of us run away from it. They run into yes. firefighters, run into bur burning buildings to save us. So I will always respect Well, they that. didn't in Uvalde. But I, well, I, right. I mean, in no, general. No, they did not. Okay. No, they did not. No, they did not. That's right. They shouldn't get that blanket. They always no, do the right thing. They don't it's, always do the right thing. You sort of thing. get with other public employees that, like, they often might not do their jobs well. Like, I mean, even private employees, too. Like, a lot of people are kind of lazy. They do whatever the easy thing it is that they can do at work. And so I think, I mean, Uvalde was, <laughs> yeah. was an extreme example of this. But, yeah, no, they, the, a lot of the police, I think you're right, have been, have been sort of slacking off. Now, it's, it's a bad interaction with some of these lefty DAs because what the police say is, well, why would I arrest this person for this when the DA right. is not going to charge them? Right. Which is not a crazy thing to say. No. I mean, in San, in San Francisco, it's like yes. the, you, you have all this retail theft. California changed the law. It's only grand larceny if it's over $950. So you get these organized gangs doing retail theft in San Francisco. Uh, and you have all these car break-ins. And then what the police say, is basically, well, you know, the, there's not going to be a prosecution. And so there, it's a single-digit yeah, percentage. Why, why bother? Right. The DA used COVID as an excuse, really, to empty the jails up to 40% after COVID. And last year in San Francisco, 640 people died of drug overdoses, more than yeah. people died of COVID. And I think people see that too, Bill, and they say, look, fentanyl is the number one killer of 18 to 44-year-olds in this country. What are you, the DA, yeah, or right. what are you, the police, doing about that? But okay. I th in San Francisco, they're going to need a deal with the mayor's going to appoint a new DA who will presumably be more aggressive, and so it should basically be, okay, now the DA's going to charge more, now the SFPD has to go out and actually enforce an arrest, and that's on the mayor to make sure that happens, and so we'll see how that works out there, but that's, you okay. need those two things. I got to go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, you yeah. two. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> Time for new rules. Okay. Uh, new rule, whoever keeps posting online this moving photograph of a park ranger rescuing a baby elephant from drowning has to stop. Enough already. We've all seen it. And quite frankly, I'm not so sure that's what's going on here. <laughs> new rule, someone has explained why the rules for being around the royals are the same as the rules for running into dangerous wildlife. Don't approach them. Don't look them in the eye. <laughs> don't, right? Don't turn your back on them. <laughs> and if you make the mistake of bringing one home, it never ends well. <laughs> New rule, stop saying the saddest thing about this picture of a Russian soldier is that it makes you think of the war in Ukraine. The saddest thing is he's 22. That's so offensive. Huh? <laughs> New rule. <laughs> while, I'm, <laughs> while I'm all for everyone letting their freak flag fly, the people who buy this human foot sex toy with a fake vagina in the heel <laughs> must be monitored by the state. <laughs> I'm with the Family Research Council on this one. If you're trying to stick your dick into a foot, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Think about the risks. You think herpes is tough to get rid of? Try toe fungus. <laughs> uh, new rule, before you judge Kourtney Kardashian's fertility doctor, who told her the best way to get pregnant is to swallow Travis Barker's semen four times a week, keep in mind, this is what her fertility doctor looks like. 
And finally, new rule. Now that we live in an age of uber-corporate responsibility where every large company in America bends over backwards to get on the politically correct side of every issue, Hollywood has to tell us, why doesn't that include gun violence? When liberals scream, do something, after a mass shooting, why aren't we also dealing with the fact that the average American kid sees 200,000 acts of violence on screens before the age of 18? And that, according to the FBI, one of the warning signs of a potential school shooter is a fascination with violence-filled entertainment. It's funny, Hollywood is the wokest place on Earth in every other area of social responsibility. They have intimacy coordinators on set to chaperone sex scenes. They hire sensitivity readers to go through and edit scripts. Disney stood up to the Don't Say Gay law. Another studio spent $10 million to digitally remove Kevin Spacey from a movie. But when it comes to the unbridled romanticization of gun violence, crickets. Weird. The only thing we don't call a trigger is the one that actually has a trigger. Uh, If you make a movie today, you can't show bullying, fat-shaming, slut-shaming, girl-chasing, gay-baiting, ethnic stereotypes, or underage hookups where drinking is involved. You know, what we used to call comedies. (laughs) But But those things are bad, and everyone knows you can't platform bad things. You know what you can still platform? One guy who's the hero getting over a grudge by mowing down a multitude of human beings. Because no impressionable young male would ever imitate that. Now, the usual suspects on the far left will say that I'm delivering some sort of conservative rant here or that I'm undermining gun control. No, it's neither. It's just what's real. There's a pie chart of why mass shootings happen, and we don't know exactly how much of each of the pieces is responsible, but the major ones are mental health, that is, broken young men who feel like losers and want the world to hurt like they do, easy access to guns, Kids having smartphones, which makes losers feel even worse because of the bullying and all the fake lives that look better than theirs. And yes, yes, crazy amounts of gun violence in movies and TV. We don't show movie characters smoking anymore because it might look cool and influence children, but you're telling me these cool dudes don't influence them? They say the success of Top Gun Maverick will be a great boost to Navy pilot recruitment. Great. But then you can't say it's just a movie when it's this. That was cool. (laughs) 
And it's not just and it's not just the idea presented over and over and over again that guns are the best solution to life's problems. It's why the hero is using a gun. They call them action movies. They should call them revenge movies because that's the plot of every one of them. And there's a sick similarity in the revenge fantasies Hollywood turns out and those of school shooters. I want revenge. I want them to know that death is coming. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. Here's a list of just the action movies that have vengeance in the title. Blind Vengeance, Bitter Vengeance, Cry Vengeance, Sweet Vengeance, Dark Vengeance, Fast Vengeance, Blue Vengeance, Forced Vengeance, Heated Vengeance, Naked Vengeance, Acts of Vengeance, Deadly Vengeance, Out for Vengeance, Bound of Vengeance, Fistful of Vengeance, Streets of Vengeance, Angel of Vengeance, Ministry of Vengeance, With a Vengeance, Codename Vengeance, Fort Vengeance, Kickboxer Vengeance, Ninja Vengeance. <laughs> and Taste of Vengeance, my least favorite Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Vengeance has been in more movies than pets in sunglasses. <laughs> There's even a movie called I Am Vengeance Retaliation, even though retaliation means vengeance. <laughs> it's like calling your movie I Am Pregnant, Expecting. <laughs> Getting revenge on them that wronged you is what happens. It's all that happens in movies that are made for and loved by young men. It's the male version of getting your groove back or Meryl Streep getting a big kitchen. <laughs> like, like every school shooter, our movie heroes are grievance collectors. And when it comes to action movies, there's one story. He was a nice guy, but they pushed him too far, and now it's on. They took my daughter. They killed my father. They killed my fiance. They killed my family. They killed my family again. They killed my puppy. <laughs> All of which doesn't just create a culture of violence, but a culture of justified violence. Liberals hated it when Kyle Rittenhouse, they hated him, but somehow the liberal capital of the world is okay with making 500 movies about vigilantes. They hate it when gun people say it takes a good guy with a gun to stop a bad guy with a gun, but then they endlessly produce movies with that exact plot. Now, thanks, one guy. <laughs> now, am I saying don't make these movies? No, not at all. I'm never for censorship or organizing society around what crazy people might do. But don't look me in the eye and tell me this isn't a big part of the problem. Every bad idea a kid can get about how to handle feeling abused and disrespected is in all these movies, including the ridiculous cliche that if you are the good guy, the avenging angel who's doing all the killing, you never get shot. And if you do, it's nothing. This is how bad guys get shot in movies. Don't applaud that, really. <laughs> this is how heroes get shot.
It's nothing. You just put a little gauze on it. It's nothing. It's... It's like a birthday punch. That's the message from the people who hate guns the loudest. Don't worry about them. If you get shot, the worst that'll happen is you might have to sit beside the ambulance with a blanket. All right, that's our show. I'll be at the Soaring Eagle Casino in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, June 18th, at the Wang Center in Boston, July 9th, and the Chicago Theater in Chicago, September 10th. I want to thank Josh, Will Barrow, and Kellyanne Conway, and Dr. Cornell West. Now go to YouTube and join us on Overtime. Thank you, folks. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10 or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.